I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Welcome to Katie's Crib, a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. Hi, everybody. I'm Katie Lowe's, and this is Katie's Crib, a place to share what it's really like raising a tiny human so we can stay informed and sane together. Okay, on this episode, I have the pleasure of chatting for the very first time with actress Tika Sumpter. This sugar mama, we'll get to that reference later, has a host of credits to her name, including films like Nobody's Fool and Sonic the Hedgehog, as well as shows like Tyler Perry's The Haves and the Have-Nots, and more recently, Kenya Barris's Mixed-ish. You guys, I love Tika. I mean, I've always been a huge fan of her work. I think she's amazing. She's beautiful. She's super talented. And I was hoping she was going to, like, live up to all of that stuff. She surpassed it. She's the best. Now I'm obsessed with her. And can we just all put it out there that we're going to be friends in real life? Great. She is such a treat. Wait till you hear. 
Welcome, Tika. It's so lovely to meet you. You guys, we have actually, we've never met before, which is insane. I feel like we're like, we move in similar circles. We're in the same business. Like, but it's great that motherhood has brought us together. Yes. Um, So, Tika, you and your partner, Nick James, you have a beautiful daughter named Ella. Ella Lauren. Ella Lauren. Uh Uh-huh. Like Sophia Loren. Oh, excuse me. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Ella Loren. Yeah. Oh, God, I just got goosebumps. I love it. Thank you. Um, so let's rewind four years ago. It's 2016. You're promoting the film Southside with you. You played Michelle Robinson before yeah. she became Michelle Obama. America may elect Hillary Clinton as their first female president. Beyonce drops her album Lemonade. <laughs> and you find out you're having a girl. What did you feel at that moment? Like, were you just so excited? Was it a surprise? Well, you know, Nick surprised me with a trip to uh, San Diego for Valentine's Day. Oh, he's like, we're going to drink. We're going to have a good time. We're going to let loose. Woo! Yes. And he's like, oh, and I have a surprise for tomorrow. And he's driving. And I'm like, oh, my God, I want McDonald's so bad. And I don't eat McDonald's at all, ever, anymore. I mean, I did when I was little, a lot. Sure, sure, sure. (laughs) Actually, not a lot because it was a treat. But, like... I don't do it now. So I'm like, oh, I want McDonald's. I want a Big Mac, large fries, and a Coke. But it was still morning time, and they were only serving breakfast. And so he's like, surprise, we're here, and we're jumping out of a plane. Right? We're going (gasps) skydiving. What? So we we go skydiving. It was crazy. I was like, I never need to do that again. That was fun. I still want a Big Mac, large fries, and a Coke. Right. And so by the time we were done, I went back and got it. And then we got back to the hotel, and I'm like, something's weird and I don't know what it is. Go get a pregnancy test. And he's like, (laughs) you're kidding, right? And I was like, no, serious. So he goes to the store, the CVS down the block. He comes back with a generic brand um, test. I go pee on it right away. It's like positive. I'm like, I don't know what this means. Go get the EPT one. Yeah. Go get the one with the brand name or a commercial that I have heard of. (laughs) Sure. 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 Yeah. So then he comes back And then literally it says pregnant. And I'm like, oh, my God. So it was like we were in a movie. We both sat on the ground, looked at each other in the bathroom, and we're like, we're doing this. Because we were together for only basically at that point like a year. And so, Mm -hmm. so much was happening. I was 36 years old at the time. Kept pushing it off, pushing it off because I was like, I'm a careerist and I love my job yeah, and all and that you're stuff. like, oh, when I get this, then I'll think then about I'll it. Think or about when it. this starts to happen, yeah, of course. Exactly. Of course. And so cut to us being pregnant with my daughter, which was definitely a pleasant surprise, but a surprise. And to be honest, when she was in my belly, I'm running around town doing interviews. I'm like, what? Pregnancy is amazing. What, is, what are people talking about? I just have a belly. And I, I was filming pregnant. <laughs> And people didn't yes. know, actually the crew didn't know until I had to take off my top. And they were like, some, uh, your, your belly. <laughs> I was like, yeah. So you're like literally the pregnancy dream. You are the pregnancy dream that people wish for where like you felt great. I felt. Like you did not feel no, like shit. I didn't feel shitty. I mean, obviously I had the first like um, month of like throwing up, being nauseous. Yeah. And then that ended. And then it was just like, oh, I'm going to go and promote and do all these things. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so joyful and happy. It wasn't a big weight to carry. It was just like it was what it was. Where it started getting dicey was like 
toward the end where my blood pressure started skyrocketing all of a sudden. So you start going to your routine checkups and every single time you go for one of your checkups, you pee in a cup and then you get your blood pressure taken. And so your numbers started to come back too high. I went to my doctor. She made me actually stay in her office to be monitored for more than an hour because I had symptoms of... um, basically preeclampsia. And I don't even think she named it at that point that that, that's what it was, but my blood pressure was getting high. And so then cut to me at home on my couch with my mom and my fiance, and we're watching, (laughs) we're watching this show. And all of a sudden my water breaks and I'm like, and when you're Wait, how far along are you at this point? I she's ready. Like she's Oh, you're at 40 weeks. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, okay. She's yeah, cooked. She's, okay. she's cooked. She's ready to come out. Okay. Stand up. The water comes out, and I'm thinking I can control it. Literally, there's like no control. It won't come stop coming out. As soon as my water broke, that's when my like crazy cramp pains, like labor pain starts, like hitting the floor labor. What? Yeah, usually they say you have a little time in between. Yeah, I did. I did for sure. No. No. Right out the gate. full on. Whoa. Like killing me. So we go in the car. I had this whole birth plan decided. (laughs) This is where you throw those things out the window. So the birth plan was, I'm going to do it natural. All these things. I get in the car. I scream at my fiance and I'm like, I want an epidural. I can't take this. So literally he's jetting to the hospital. This is how badly my pains were. I wanted somebody to hit me with their car, literally, because I kept rolling the window down to scream out and then closing it every time a car came by. (laughs) Wow. That needs to be shot in a movie. Like that I have not yet seen. And I think that would be wonderful. So you get to the hospital. I get to the hospital. We pull up to the emergency room. There's a cop there and she's like, oh, you got to go park. And at this point, like blood is starting to come out. In the car, no. I, I saw blood. Yeah, like blood is starting to happen. I screamed. The cop sees me on the floor screaming. She called um, for a wheelchair. Yeah. I was like, I can't wait. This is killing me. Literally, I felt like I was dying. I was were like, you afraid? or were you- I thought for some reason that that was natural. Like, okay, that's happening. But the pain is so, it hurts so bad. Like the blood to me wasn't phasing me. It was just like, I'm in pain. And I asked the nurse, I go, am I too late for an epidural? She goes, no, honey, but you got to go through like three more, you know, um, contractions, contractions. three more contractions. Like cramps, Uh (laughs) Because they're not cramps. They're worse than that. Uh, I don't know what people are talking about when they say it feels like a worse cramp. I'm like, no, honey, that give me my worst day of a cramp. (laughs) Because that was I not. couldn't agree with you more. I could not. I've never felt pain like that in my entire in life. My entire I was life. sobbing, like sobbing. Yeah. That was yeah. awful. She was like, um, three more uh, contractions and then we can give you an epidural. And I'm like, okay. And I did it. I did it. They gave it to me and then they laid me down and they were like, press this button to keep giving yourself more medicine. I was uh-huh. like, great. <laughs> so, but then all of a sudden these people just kept coming in literally every five seconds to check, ask me the same questions over and over again. And I could tell something was wrong because Nick turned the the screen away from me where it said my blood pressure and it was spiking. And 
The hospital didn't really make me feel very secure. And no one was giving you any information. No information. Because they didn't want your blood pressure to get worse, I'm sure, was the reason. Well, they're like, we have to call your doctor in. And I was like, okay, cool, call my doctor. Like, And then Nick was trying to advocate for me and, and you know tell them what they needed to know. And But it was just really scary because people kept coming in and out, in and out, in and out. So she wasn't really dropping enough yet to like come out. So they were just like watching that. So then my doctor came in, she started checking me, and then she left again. She didn't really say anything yet. And then she came back. And but by that time, Ella was like ready to come out. She was she was dropped oh, enough. And uh-huh. what she said to me was as she was putting her gloves on to get Ella, she was like, I thought this was gonna be a different conversation. She's like, You were close to seizuring <gasps> or having a stroke. A what? Yes. Are you kidding? No. Like so so in that moment, has anyone said to you yet that you have preeclampsia? Is this something, a word that you had heard? Like, I know she didn't even say, like, the one time you had been watched for the hour in her office was the only time it had even sort of occurred to you that something might be up. Right. She did say this was preeclampsia. And so preeclampsia is, it's also known as toxemia. I've heard about it before. It's not completely like rare or anything like that. It's actually no, pretty. It's really, to me, not very clear. Um, I know it's too much of something in your blood and in your urine. I think it's protein. But like, it's almost like your body is poisoning itself. Like whatever the baby's in, like something's happening with your body and, and the blood. Um, and uh, she said, you know, you were very close to stroking or seizuring. And that's why we would have had to do an emergency C-section. And then Nick told me afterward he was in the hallway crying and praying. And I'm like, what? Oh, my God. Yeah, he was like, I called my parents. I didn't know what to do. They just kept telling me her blood pressure is horribly high. And I just couldn't believe it. Um, So then when I had Ella, it was weird because I had her. And I looked at her and I was just like, I felt like I was going through so much trauma. We just stared at each other like, oh, that's who you are? Okay. And then she (laughs) leaned It was weird because it wasn't the the movie like, oh my God, for me, it was just like... No, because it was really stressful. And I probably, I can't imagine that really high blood pressure mixed with an epidural can make you feel okay. Oh my God. The stress was so high that it was just like, what just happened? The labor was hard, but like like pushing her out was literally 10 minutes. It was like, that was the easiest part. Yeah. It was for me, too. It was for me, too. Thank God. I know. They... Thank God. Because I have friends and, and guests who have been on this podcast that that is not the case. They're pushing for three hours and it is a fucking nightmare. And it's like horrible, like prolapsed bladders and uteruses. Oh, my God. It's like it cannot be great. There are also stories for people listening that are just kind of boring. Like not every single thing is like a thing. Um, <laughs> A thing, but it's good to have knowledge is power and information is key. And so I'm hoping that listeners who've never heard of preeclampsia before know that you can get it, you're, you can deliver safely. Yes. Um, is there a greater chance of developing it in future pregnancies if you've had it before? Well, I would be high risk anyway because of my age if I want to have another child, but I, I don't know. My doctor really hasn't, I haven't really even asked about it, but she was like, just go have fun, get pregnant. We'll we'll figure it out after. <laughs> yeah, like, great. Okay, great, cool, great, <laughs> great. I'll find out if I'm gonna stroke or <laughs> on the table. Um, yeah, and I don't think there are ways to to lower your risk or have any treatments because I literally think it's like 
completely out of your control. Similarly to when you have gestational diabetes, like I think right. that's just the way your body processes sugar during pregnancy. I think the only thing probably now that I'm looking back at it is at a certain point in my pregnancy, I should have just sat my butt down. Like I should have just been like, <laughs> Tika, you're not superwoman just because you don't feel like you ain't carrying not a big old human being in your body. You know what I mean? I was like traveling. I was just doing, I think a little too much. And I'm like, next time I'm just going to, at a certain point, I'm just going to chill. That would be nice. It would be nice. Yeah. But it was a crazy, crazy, crazy experience, but I'm glad that she's here. I had to stay in bed actually for two days at the hospital on magnesium and I had a catheter. (laughs) Why? What is that about? Because they had to make sure my blood pressure was not, it was still like, even though it went down a bit, they needed it to come down slowly Um, So nothing could happen to me. I was in bed for two days, had to pee in bed, obviously, with a catheter. And Oh, so they didn't even want you getting up to go to the bathroom. Nothing. You hear all these things about older people having catheters, high blood pressure, but you don't really know what it is like until you go through it, which is so sad. Catheters are not fun, first of all. Second of all, I got off of it, ready to go to the bathroom, and I'm like, oh, I feel great. And I faint. And Nick catches me just in time. Yeah. And he I was like, what's how what happened? And he was like, Tika, you think Oh my God, your poor fiance. I can't even like I need to have him on so I can hear his side of this because he must have just been so fucking scared. Yes. Oh my God. I have to say the catheter was like sort of the worst he well, not the worst. I mean, my vagina was the worst healing part, <laughs> but like my um I have to say, like for a week or two after I came home, it still kind of burned when I peed and mm. I would text my OB like, what the fuck is this? And she would be like, That's from the catheter. Wow. Stay tuned, guys. <laughs> Katie's crib. <laughs> I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite with just two caps 
capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. How was your um, transition into motherhood? Once you got past the blood pressure, you got the catheter out, you were standing up. You were out of bed rest. How did you feel? It was definitely like I'm grateful that I have a partner who's so supportive and then my mom was there uh, at the time. So it was still hard because you're tr- I'm trying to breastfeed and it felt like it was never enough for Ella. To, like she was grunting at me at times and it was like sleep deprivation also. So I felt like I was going out of my mind, to be honest. And one day Ella was just crying and I couldn't get her to stop. And my mom came in the room. She said, do you want me to take her? And I said, yeah, I feel like I'm going to jump out of a window. I'm like tired. She's like, give me her. And um, I, I just went to sleep and I didn't wake up until like the next morning. But like, here's the thing, what I always want to tell moms, all of a sudden you become a mom doesn't mean you just know how to be mom. You know, like for me, putting the two of like Tika Sumter and mom together has still been like, uh, I'm finally feeling like I'm getting the identity of it all of like, oh, okay, yeah, it's not separate. They're together, but I treat them so separately because I haven't been able to mesh them in a weird way. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that is something that people can understand, but it was almost just like somebody smacked me in the face and was like, you're a mom, like get it together, (laughs) you know? And it was like, get what together? I just became a mom yesterday. (laughs) I had a very similar experience. I did not feel like myself. I definitely, similarly to you, like I love to work. It was really crazy to just like now I'm home for like a few months and and every day is the same and I'm not great at it and breastfeeding is challenging and and I'm a disaster on no sleep, which is really a huge part of early motherhood. Right. And you're like walking around in like a diaper and you're just like really confused and emotional and hormonal and unsteady. I mean, it was just so You just feel like a factory too. Weird. You feel like, yeah, it's weird. It's like, you feel like this milk factory. You just feel like a person who, you know, this little person is dependent on. But you also have this weird sense of like, wanting to be near them, like wanting to take care of them, protective of them, um, at least for me. And um, it was almost like a dream of like, who am I? What is this? Oh, you want my breast? Oh, like like all these things were happening. So I don't know. I just felt like a really crazy dream. (laughs) Now your mom, you said she was with you. Um, How many kids did she have? She had five, and then she adopted two. 
What? I know. I Let me tell you something. I was born in Queens, and I have two older siblings, uh, two older sisters, one older brother, one younger brother. These are the kids that I grew up with, right? Later on, she adopted two more kids. But my mom was um, a stay-at-home mom for 13 years, and my dad, unfortunately, fell to um, drugs. And you know, so she was a single mom for a very long time. And once my my dad and her got a divorce, she never worked. She was she was at home for thirteen years, so she had her first job as a secretary on Rikers Island. She made twelve thousand dollars raising at the time five kids, oh and then her boss, her who's a captain, said, "You know, they have openings for corrections officers." But at the time, there was weight requirements. My mom was like ninety pounds, full, like wet. and so basically, she went and they put weights on her and then under her clothes. And so she passed the test and that like doubled her, tripled her income at the time, which made a huge difference in our life. What a badass. What a badass. Hiding weights in her uniform. I can't even. Yeah. Do you hear her coming out of your mouth all the time? Oh, my or God. Is it like, are you doing a completely different thing? You know, like, I feel like mom's you either are like slowly becoming your mother, which is what is happening in my case, <laughs> or you are. Or you are like actively breaking cycles of things that you were raised with that you don't want entering your house. My mom is like my best friend. Um, I'm inspired by her, but I feel like I'm merging the two because there's certain things that I don't want to do with my kids that she did. I'm like, you know, in my household, my mom didn't have time for feelings. She didn't have time to talk to us about our feelings. So <laughs> she was just like, let me get some food on this table. Uh, so for me, for Ella to say, mom, I'm so frustrated at three and a half is so important to me. Or, you know, saying, you're not, my, mom, you're not my best friend today. And I say something like, well, I don't have to be your best friend. I'm your mother. That's what my mom would say. <laughs> oh, my God. So would mine. Like, that's so my mom, too. Yeah. I love that we have Libra babies. Yes. Ella is, when is her birthday? October 8th. And Aldi is October 2nd. And you're like literally one year ahead of me. Yes. So, can you tell me what is going on? Like, what's the big difference you've seen between two and three? What's hard? What's fun? What's your preschool situation? Potty training? Big girl bed? How is it going for you? How is having a three-year-old? So it's weird because you're in between this stage of like, you see the big girl, right? But then they have moments of tantrum, right? Moments, just moments. Not as like two where they're like, they... Two, they're gathering their thoughts. They're trying to figure out how to say them. For me, Ella is very clear on what she wants. You know, mom, what do you want? What kind of snack do you want? I'll get it. I'll show you. Like she wants, she's very independent and wants to be a helper. Um, potty training, I was really scared because at two, I was like, oh my God, she should be, you know, doing this by herself. But like literally they figure it out. In the middle of the night, she wakes up and takes her, her stool and goes to the potty. She's such a big girl. Like, I just am like, my kid is not going to get it. He's going to be the kid that is like, <laughs> he is not into it at all right now. Right now, before we, we like, before the shower, I'm like, let's sit on your potty. And he sits and he goes with his mouth, shh, I'm done. That's it. He's never peed <laughs> He's in the potty going once. To get it, Katie. I promise. I thought the same <sighs> thing. I was like, Ella, like, I promise you, mommy's out there. It will happen. Just keep pushing them toward it and let them do it. But I promise you, by three, you're going to be like, what the heck happened? Like, it changed. Oh, I'm all about that. Is she in a big girl bed? Is she still in a crib? What's the deal with that? 
So she's in a big girl bed. Uh, She loves it. Like she's down for like the big moves. The big moves. So first we transitioned her from the crib to the transitional bed. But what Nick did was at at like two-ish, he allowed her to be involved with changing it. And she loved it. And then she took, it was like, it was like hers. You know what I mean? It was like, I helped with this thing. And so she jumped in it and was like, I want to go to bed now. You know what I mean? So I would say try to let them help and like, yeah, take the lead, let them have it like be their idea or their creation. Yeah, That's great. Yeah. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from Brain MD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by Brain MD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Um, what are your thoughts on preschool? Oh, my God. So Ella's been in preschool since she was two. Nick and I are really torn right now with schools. Uh, <laughs> so That's what's so crazy about parenting with a partner is that you guys aren't going to always feel the same way. We're not going <laughs> to always feel the same way. We don't. And so, so I kind of was obsessed with, like, French school. One, because... Paris was the first place I've ever visited when this is before I had any money and I saved, I worked at a hotel and I saved my few coins that I had. And my friend's like, Oh, I'm going to school there. You want to come with me to like hang out and you have to like walk by yourself. I won't be able to be with you, but just be in Paris. And I was like, Oh, and it was the first 
time I've ever traveled out of the country. And so it literally had the biggest impression on me. And so I started visiting French schools with Ella, but I just loved how they treated human, like kids as humans. And they, it wasn't only about learning. It was just about the whole human being. And then I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, I want to give her the gift of another language. And so with that though, we don't speak French. So So it's hard, you know, like, especially now, you know, school trying to really teach her certain words and like, it's been a struggle and she takes, she takes French and English classes, but the French side has been a little tough. So some of her classes are totally in French. Oh yeah. Like it's it's an immersion school. It's totally in French, but then some of her, her other classes in English. And can she go to this school all the way through? Like, yes, is it? Okay, so you guys are figuring out whether or not you're going to do this thing or not. Yeah, we're figuring out. We, like, had a big blowout, like, argument about it. (laughs) (laughs) A big old blowout argument. And I finally came to try to see his side of, like, well, then maybe she'll go to a co-op of, like, maybe there's, like, a thing that she can do after school programs. and I don't know. We'll see how it all works out. But what I did want was, like, consistency. I just don't want to keep hopping around, like, okay, fifth grade. I have to go and apply to another school again. And then it just changes everything of just the kids she's growing up with and all that stuff. So it's just been yeah, a little bit of exhaustion. It's so crazy because yeah, I, mean, I grew up so in weird, public school. Like where I, <laughs> so did I. I grew up in public school. It's like I went to the same shit from elementary school to junior high to high school with the same people. It was the same, you know, but it, but it was great. Yeah. I don't know if... You know, I'm not there yet, but I did find the preschool thing to be fascinating. Not because I was like obsessed with like, where is he going to go? I was actually learning about education. Like I was like, what speaks to me? And like, what do I think speaks for the type of kid my kid is? You know, mm. like there's Montessori based, there's play based, there's French immersion schools, there's Spanish. I mean, there's just tons of stuff. And it's really fascinating to sort of like figure out where your parenting styles are lined up. I know. Um. Like, I just wanted my kid to be like a fucking hippie in the dirt because that's who I dream of being. But my kid hates a mess. Like, he hates it. He's the kid where if anything's on his hands, he's freaked out. And that's how, like, your kid is your kid. Like, you can't. I know. I had to just, like, give into that, you know, because Ella doesn't like when her hands are dirty. She's like, uh, can I have a napkin, please? And so I'm like, okay, but she loves jumping in puddles when it rains. So I'll walk with her to, the mailbox or something and she's just jumping and at first I was like Ella it's dirty she doesn't care I'm like go for it go have fun we'll just take it off when we get inside so you just gotta accept who they they are who they are (laughs) yes okay so you launched this lifestyle brand Sugarberry which I was all over the website yesterday the work you're doing is so valuable and I, I like tell me all about it Sure. So almost four years ago uh, with Ella, I just didn't see myself in motherhood out there. You know, I just saw kind of this one note of motherhood and there was just no indulgence. There was no smiling. It was just drastically different from when I saw white motherhood. And like to be a woman of color pregnant and being like, I don't see this. Yeah, I don't see like or even if if it's just a spectrum. Right. Like, yes, there are there are real issues around black maternal motherhood, they're significant, right? They are valid, but you got to show the spectrum of it all. And you, because I was just like, well, where am I? You know? And I started reading this book called um, Confessions of a Domestic Failure. 
And I was just dying because it was just this person who was a career woman who literally accidentally got pregnant. It was a surprise, but it felt so me and many others, like she just felt like she was an okay mom. Like, but we never get to see a black mediocre mom. Either she has to be like superwoman mm. or it's like, I'm on drugs. You know what I mean? And it's like, there's no in right. between, right, right, you right. know? And so I looked at the back of the book and this black woman named Boomi um, wrote it from Canada. And I was like, what is this? And it made me so excited. Cause I'm like, I feel like that also needs to be on screen because when, when people don't see a visual and they see this one note of motherhood, for, especially for black women, that's who you think we are. Mm-hmm. And that's where also you, I feel like empathy doesn't come into play. Just so many different things don't come into play when you don't, we're visual, we're visual people. Of course. And also the fact that my partner, I haven't even met a black woman who froze her eggs until I met her. And just the steps of that and the options, it's almost like we weren't included in any of the conversations. And your partner's name, we're, Ty we're Randolph. talking about um, Ty Randolph. Yeah. And just this indulgence in space where we don't have to constantly say, oh, black, black. It just is, right? We're opening up conversations about fibroids, about preeclampsia, all that stuff where sometimes we are in a silo thinking we're the only ones. But I also want the indulgence of like, I feel like brands don't always speak to who we are. And so we wanted to be able to bring commerce, content, and community all together. So that's what Sugarberry is and then the Sugar uh, podcast. I just am so fascinated by women who are like, like entrepreneur, entrepreneurial, good luck, Katie, my God, <laughs> um, during their pregnancy and around their pregnancy. Like we did an episode about women who literally started businesses during their pregnancy, or like right after, because it was like they saw something they'd never seen before, which is sort of like the case in yours. You got pregnant. You saw that there was a major lack in society. Yes. And you were like, oh, I'm going to start. Yeah. Sugarberry. How do you maintain that job, all of your acting stuff, <laughs> all everything you do and being a mom? Like how is how is the work mom life balance going for you? <laughs> well, Bob. Uh, <laughs> um it's crazy because, you know, we launched the day before the quarantine um uh, COVID. No. Yeah, we literally launched the day before they said everybody must stay at home or everything's closed. And I was freaking out because I'm like, we had all this stuff that planning that we're going to do videos and all these things with our site. I'm so sorry. No, but it actually pushed us to fight through it. And even though at times I was like, what was this vision? Was this vision a wrong vision? You know, I was like, as soon as our first podcast came out and then our second one came out, I had friends texting me and people saying, this came at the perfect time for me because mm. not only is it about motherhood, but it's also for the undecided. It's also for the aunties who don't want a kid and who's like, oh, but this information is great for blah, 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 blah. Um, mm. Or people who are like just not sure, but are interested in dipping their toe in the pond. Um, so it's crazy that we did it, but we did it. That's the point, you know? And so I don't think there is ever a balance. I think I'm going to always love to work, but I also love my child. So I have to somehow figure out merging the two. And that's kind of what I'm doing right now. It's just like she's sleeping and and I'm doing And you're on with me. And I'm on with you. (laughs) Uh, Before we wrap up, what is something that Ella has taught you? Mm. Ella has taught me to let go of what I imagine perfection is. And just a simple story. 
Nick was doing something. I think he was playing a video game. He's like, ugh, I can't get past this thing. She goes, just try your best, dad. Like, simple as that. Just try your best, you know? And it's just like the simple things that they say. I'm like, yeah, just try your best. That's all it is. You know what I mean? Um, Just try your best at French, mom. Just try your best at French. And she'll literally say when I try (laughs) to speak French, she goes, oh, mom, you're trying. You're doing good. (laughs) Um, Any parting words of wisdom that you wish you had known before you wish someone had told you? I just would say be gentle with yourself in all phases. And I think you've got to constantly tell tell that to yourself because even today where I'm like, I'm an okay mom, I'm not great today, but you got to just remind yourself that be kind, be kind to yourself, speak gently to yourself. I love that. Um, where can people find you? On Instagram. Tell me all the things. Uh, <laughs> on Instagram, I'm at Tika Sumter. And then on Twitter, I'm at I am Tika Sumter. And then for Sugarberry, um, it's at the Sugarberries. That's our community on Instagram, the Sugarberries. And then make sure you listen to our podcast, The Sugar, uh, wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Yay! Yay! You are a dream, and you are doing great. Thank you. Katie. I can. I'm like you're such goals. I'm like, oh my god, you seem so. Like you've got this. Oh. I'm like, let me get a little bit of that. Like you, you can just have really it, girl. That's why we're have here. it all together. Um, <laughs> oh, I wish. It's such a pleasure to meet you and talk to you. And thank you so much for taking time during the precious nap hours because I know that shit is precious. So for you to actually use brain power with Katie's crib, we greatly, greatly appreciate it. I, I appreciate being here. Thanks, Katie. <laughs> Thank you all for tuning into Katie's Crib and for your beautiful messages and reviews. I absolutely love connecting with you and hearing your stories and questions. So email me at katiescrib at shondaland.com. We may just feature you on an episode. So hit me up. Thanks, guys. Katie's Crib is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from Shondaland Audio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Katie's Crib.